Are you ready to change your tomorrow and start feeling good again? You're in the right place. Grab your coffee and together, let's start doing wellness differently. I'm Heather Young, a certified personal trainer. And I'm Jennifer Klutz, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Join us for conversations that will inspire you to ask better questions, remove the overwhelm, and discover what you can do to change your health now. Welcome to the Critical Conversations Podcast. So Jennifer, what is one health product you never thought you'd use? You had no interest in it, but now you absolutely love it. You use it all the time and you can't imagine your life without it. Compression socks. (laughs) That's right, people. She said compression socks, which is exactly what we're talking about today. And here's my personal mission on this one. I want you to be so excited about compression socks by the time this conversation is over that either you go hunt them down from wherever they are buried in the corner of your house if you have a pair already, or you get one and bring a pair of compression socks into your life because you're like, yep, you've convinced me. This is something that I need. Well, that's what I did. I dug mine out from the back of my drawer. They were, they're ugly. They were brown. But once I realized and started to understand why I needed to have them in my daily life, it's really funny to me because I had that ugly pair of socks for when we flew to Germany for the first time. And everywhere we looked, was this is a very long flight. You should absolutely be wearing compression socks to prevent your risk of DVT. And I just remember at the end of that flight, I got off and realized, wow, my legs don't feel nearly as terrible even from when I do a domestic flight. I noticed a significant difference, but it was not enough at that time to make me start wearing them consistently because I didn't understand that that can matter for your everyday life too, not just a long flight. Yes. And for the record, I must admit here that although now we're both huge advocates of it, Jennifer was the one who had done the research at that point oh so long ago and convinced me also to have my own ugly brown pair that we were. I did, yes. So Mm -hmm. it's just you've always got my back, Jen. (laughs) Thanks for that. Both of our legs were protected on Mm -hmm. that long flight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and here we are now, so many years later, talking about compression socks, getting other people to wear them. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's start at the beginning. Can you explain what compression socks are and how they work in really simple terms for anyone who might be new to this concept? For the person who's currently listening because they're like, I click play because I'm curious. I kind of know that my grandma wears these socks maybe occasionally, maybe. But why would I need to be wearing these compression socks? Love that question. Great place to start. So compression socks are knit in a really special way to create exactly what they're named, compression or squeezing around your legs, mostly at the ankle and then lightening as it goes up the leg. And this compression actually helps squeeze the blood and the fluid that's dropping down into your legs from gravity and just from the natural flow of the body. And it helps get it back up to the heart instead of having that blood or that fluid pool in the lower extremities. So They do a really important job. They help get blood and lymph out of your feet and get it back up to your heart. I have a metaphor for this, okay? Because a lot of people will say, why do I need to wear them? Why do I need to wear this device? So healthy body, healthy veins, they're always capable of taking the stairs up the skyscraper to get from the bottom of your feet 
up back to the top where the heart is and your body can flush the fluid and do all the things a healthy body needs to do with the fluid that's circulating in your body. But when you put on compression socks, it's like you choosing to take the elevator. And you're like, let's make it a lot easier to get to the top of the skyscraper. And it makes so much sense in this day and age when we have bodies that are doing so many things and our lives are stressful and the wear and tear on our physical body is stressful to take the elevator every so often and just make it easier. I love that example because that's what understanding that I was helping my body do something so that way it was not as stressed and had more energy available to it to focus on other things, but more importantly was protecting my veins for the long haul was really what started to make difference for me to be like, you know what? I need to start wearing these because I don't want to deal with the consequences of not taking care of my veins. It's a big deal that you have life-giving blood and lymph fluid and everything circulating well throughout your body. And compression socks, they just help keep things fresh. Another metaphor that I think really matters. If you've noticed you're already starting to deal with low-level swelling in your legs at the end of the day, or you take down your socks and there's a muffin top, a little bit of a line and a puffy line above where the sock stopped and the rest of your leg is, those are warning signs that your circulatory system or your lymph movement is not optimal. Because if it was optimal, there would be no change. There'd be no line. And when you see that, it's envisioning like a pond. When you go sit in a gazebo by a beautiful pond and the water is flowing and the little ducks are happily drifting on the water because there's movement in the water, it's a healthy ecosystem above and below. Everything's healthy. But if that water stops moving, if that circulation stops moving, you get those awful, stinky, gunky ponds that no one wants to spend any time around that have a terrible smell and that are inviting, you know, bacteria and bad things into the environment. And so if you have these signs that your circulatory system isn't working optimally, getting a pair of compression socks on in addition to obviously doing therapy and and different types of physical work is like just helping manually be like, okay, this ecosystem needs some support. I'm going to actually put a pump in there, put these socks on and help make it easy to keep it fresh and clean and beautiful down there at the bottom of your feet. With that being said, though, that's really easy for someone to comprehend when you think about it being something stinky and something you can see. But the thing with a lot of the conditions associated with the need for compression socks, I would consider them mostly silent where complacency can come in or a lack of understanding can thrive because the damage that's happening is mostly silent. It's just creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And eventually you'll see the overt need for these things. And a doctor is going to be telling you that you need these things. But even on top of that, many times I find that people don't really understand why they need them. Even if a doctor is recommending them, they, they feel optional. So with that being said, who should be wearing compression socks? Like who needs compression socks? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I would say you we're going to start broad here with my answer and then get a little bit more granular. So first and foremost, I think almost every adult should be wearing them, especially if you have a job that requires either a lot of sitting 
or a lot of standing because the lymphatic system in our body, which is one of the things that can cause a lot of that swelling in the legs that we can visually see, it's cleaning out the body, but it has no pump. So the only way that it moves efficiently is if you're moving, if you're walking, if you're doing exercise, if you're just living an active life. So if you have any kind of condition within your normal life that makes you more sedentary, whether you're um, sitting a lot, you're not getting that manual pump that's helping clean out that area. And then if you're standing a lot all day long, it's just an overuse thing where the whole system is tired from fighting gravity all day long and it gets a really nice assist from the sock. So In general, adults can really benefit from wearing compression socks just to protect the integrity of the veins down in the legs and how that pump is working in the legs. I always say, if it feels like a huge jump to start wearing compression socks, the number one time you would start wearing them is if you're traveling. So if you, like us, if you're getting on that plane, if it's a long plane ride, especially if you've already noticed you do have swelling in the legs at the end of a plane ride, It's a great way to be like, well, I'm at least going to put these on when I travel. If you take long car rides or road trips or you have a very long commute, then it's a really nice assist for your body to have those compression socks on to help keep things moving and keep that pond fresh during that time. I find a lot of occupational people are aware of compression socks, nurses, doctors, techs, etc., and they do wear them, but it's more the proactive person who somehow in their brain has gotten the idea that they really don't want the problems that come with a breakdown of the circulatory system, and they are trying to preventatively help their legs, or they already have pain or discomfort, and it's more motivating them to try it. But those occupational jobs and then long periods of sitting or standing are a really great place to start for anyone. From there, if you have a general chronic condition where your body feels weighed down or it feels like it's struggling, I say putting on compression socks is like giving your body a hug because it does just energize your legs. It reduces swelling. It helps alleviate achiness or heaviness where if you've already got a lot of other physical symptoms you're feeling, it can feel really nice to take something off the table. It also helps aid in muscle recovery if you're doing the hard work of trying to build back muscle or get stronger or healthier in your body. And then it just protects the overall health of your legs. So there's a ton of general reasons to start wearing compression socks. But then from there, you can get down into the nitty-gritty of reasons to wear compression socks. Yeah, I used to work with a doctor that specialized in thyroid conditions, and there really was not anyone coming in when he would do the physical exam. Part of checking for a thyroid condition, if you're a really good practitioner, is having someone roll down their socks to see if there is an indentation or a line of showing that you are retaining fluid. And in general, because this doctor, he would always check that because he would see that as a sign of the thyroid medication dosing that he had given them working versus not working. And so he would always be checking that. And from my experience, even going and understanding this and then looking at people's legs, right, where you see their socks has slid down, so many people actually have a lot of fluid buildup between where their sock was and now isn't. So in general, this recommendation for just everyday healthy people to start looking into this and understanding it, I do think is really beneficial 
because as a population, we just aren't as healthy anymore. And then we do a lot of factors that are going to build on not having optimal lymph flow. And this can really pay off in the long term. With that being said, on the flip side, what are specific conditions that people can be diagnosed with where a doctor is probably most likely going to be recommending wearing compression socks, but maybe there's been a disconnect and someone's not fully understanding why they should be wearing them for their condition? I love this question, and I'm going to go down a list of several of them. Humans actually are terrible at making decisions that impact the future. We live in the present moment. And so you can't tell someone that they're going to absolutely hate how they feel if the circulatory system and the veins in their legs start to break down and they can't just walk wherever they want, whenever they want, and do whatever they want. They're terrible at making decisions for that. And they're terrible at living in a progression of a disease state where it's getting worse because you're not managing it. But I just want to implore you, like, think about what you want in your future. It usually involves traveling, being able to play with kids, having freedom, and all of those things can start to be impacted if the health of your legs and your circulatory system is breaking down. So when you start to make compression socks non-optional, something you must do for these conditions, it's going to change what your future looks like and how you feel. So a few of the conditions would be deep vein thrombrosis. And this is something it can come up for many reasons, but it is more famous for coming up on what we mentioned at the beginning, long flights on an airplane. And birth control. Your risk of this is going to go up exponentially. So if you're on birth control, wearing compression socks is a really great preventative step. And then if you already have DVT, it's not optional to wear compression socks. You really want to wear them. And then from there, you have chronic venous insufficiency. This, you probably will have been diagnosed with it. There's damage to the valves in your veins that pump the blood, and it just leads to pooling and circulation issues. Compression socks on this level, you most likely will be given them as a medical device, but at the same time, it's it's not optional. You need to support that ecosystem there. A big one people don't think about, but I see starting to be discussed more, which I it makes me so excited is to just proactively give them to pregnant women Mm -hmm. because pregnancy creates so much weight and so much slowing of the circulatory system just because of the demands on growing another life. And so if you can wear those compression socks, then you're going to reduce your tired, achy legs at the end of the day that just make pregnancy a little bit harder and they help make it a little bit easier. And when you're growing a human, having a good pumping circulatory system seems like a really great thing to have. So... We talked about this in our last episode, lymphedema and lipedema. Both of these conditions where you get that swelling, this is direct swelling associated with either lymphatic fluid buildup or that abnormal fat depositing. It's really going to help move the fluid, keep the tissue there healthy, and then maintain your tissue size and the quality of your tissue in your legs. So it's a huge yes for anyone with lipedema and lymphedema. It also helps control just edema or swelling in general, which can be caused by a lot of other conditions like post-surgery, medical conditions, injuries, et cetera. It gets the fluids draining. And then and in pregnancy. Yes, it's a big edema one in pregnancy. pregnancy. Which is why I'm glad to go back to that, that more and more people are becoming aware of it. I am always floored at how many pregnant women I'm working with that are struggling with edema and they're asking me for dietary advice for changing it. And I'm like, well, sure, we can do things that are going to help your lymph system and your body, but 
you need to be helping your body pump everything back through because you're growing a life. It's just a lot of strain and stress on the body. And, you know, and it's really uncomfortable. So the fact that they go to their doctors and they're not telling them to do this, it's sad to me. Yes. It's a very easy, low-hanging fruit to provide For helping. Yeah. I think just putting this out there into the world, um, compression socks would be great for a pregnant mother when you go to the baby shower because about that time, they'll be getting big enough where it really, really will help their pregnancy experience. I love that idea. Yeah. It's a really good gift. Hey, we're going to start giving people compression (laughs) socks. Yes, we are. (laughs) Okay. So varicose veins. Guys, if you look in the back of the mirror and you even have that first little blue wrinkle that you can see, this is such a warning shot in the dark to say, I need compression socks because you've already had your first damaged, bent vein that's flowing backwards and pooling blood where you can see it. And it just helps you if you start supporting that system with wearing the compression socks. Other times I see it really being beneficial are with managing diabetes, clearly, but a lot of people think it's optional. And if you have a loved one who has diabetes, I cannot implore you enough to continuously check in on if they're wearing compression socks and if they have compression socks that have been recommended by a doctor at the right compression level to help prevent any kind of tissue breakdown because that's where it just gets really hard, Mm -hmm. where you start to have actual breakdown and ulcers Mm -hmm. and different infections and things like that that come into play. Um, Post-exercise recovery, this is huge trend on TikTok and social media, and I love it because why not support your body to recover faster and have support while you're doing the hard work of trying to make it stronger and more functional? A few others I want to mention would just be... uh, Pots. Yes, definitely with pots or that orthostatic hypotension. When you wear compression socks, it helps manage the pressure in your body and there's not such a drastic blood pressure drop as you stand. It really proves that it improves your blood circulation and then it helps reduces that dizziness or fainting that's often associated with POTS. And again, I'm sure tension matters with this, which we'll get to. Yeah. The amount of compression the sock is giving to you matters. And then Last but not least, I'll just mention it again, occupational use. If you are in a profession where you're really in prolonged sitting or standing, nurses, teachers, retail workers, et cetera, getting a compression sock that you wear that reduces leg fatigue, protects your veins, and eliminates discomfort at the end of the day is just such a huge gift to your body. So for all of these different conditions, you're going to want different levels of compression because that compression is how tight does it squeeze? How much is it helping push the blood and the fluid back up towards your heart? And you see a lot of numbers and you actually want to know what the number is that is on the compression sock you're considering buying because it changes how it supports your body. Okay. So this sounds a little confusing though for someone who's never even thought about compression socks, and now we have numbers involved. So what do these numbers mean, and what should somebody be looking for, depending on what those represent? Great question. And this is definitely one of the most confusing parts of compression socks, but this is the thing that unlocks your experience with compression socks. Jennifer and I also equally love uh, percussion massagers. <laughs> and we're our big thing is that initially all percussion massagers were like one size fits all and they just like annihilated your muscles and they were great if you were muscular, not great <laughs> if you were tiny. 
No, they were a new kind of brain freeze, depending <laughs> on the how hard that that pounding was. Yes, and then it changed your life when they went mainstream and suddenly people were making these massagers and these massage guns with lots of levels. And you need to think of the numbers of compression socks as lots of levels so you get exactly the amount of support that your body needs. So it's always going to be listed with a number and then MMHG, which is millimeters of mercury. It's a standard medical measurement like blood pressure. And here's why that matters. Compression socks are actually medical devices. When they get up past 20, that level of compression, it's a medical device. It's even covered by FSA, HSA money because insurance gets involved because people need access to it. So the first level is anything under 20. Commonly, you'll see it listed as 15 to 20, but a lot of mainstream companies will also make very light compression socks that are like 8 to 15. Anything under 20 is considered over-the-counter. Over-the-counter means there's like almost no downside to it whatsoever, and it's just in general good for the health and the support of the body. But if you are dealing with venous insufficiency, or you're starting to really get that edema or swelling, most likely you might need something that's a little bit more significant as far as the compression and the support. Then you're moving up to the 20 to 30, and that's medical class one. With medical class one, it's still pretty common because it's really nice support. It provides very complete compression for your legs without being too strong. And this is going to help with a lot of medical conditions like the DVT and POTS and lymphedema and post-surgery applications and then also the varicose veins support. I find that 20 to 30 is also a really, really great number for those later stages of pregnancy to help support your legs. So from there, then you move up to 30 to 40, and that's much stronger medical grade class two. And so this is going to squeeze the leg a little bit more and provide even more compression to get the blood up the body. And this is very recommended if you have um, any suspicion of blood clots, if you have a diagnosed blood clot, if you have DVT, if you have heavy lymphedema or lipedema, et cetera. So it sounds like at the 30 to 40, this is the level that a doctor is either going to be prescribing you or telling you specifically to go look for this. It is. However, because compression socks are available to be bought you know, online on different great companies that make them, a lot of people will end up accidentally buying this 30 to 40. And this is the one where you got to struggle to get it up your leg and it's a really tight squeeze. And then eventually your body's like, get me out of this tight sock, which you need that if you need that level of support. But if you accidentally bump into this higher level as your first experience with compression socks, this is the number one reason I see why people have thrown their compression socks out and said, I cannot, <laughs> I will not. Yeah, because it's 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 significant tight. compression. Yeah. And it's harder to get on. And it's it's not the only compression level that's going to be beneficial. So if this is you, I would work your way backwards and say, okay, could I go down to something like that eight to fifteen or that twenty to thirty just to see what my experience is? Beyond that, then you also have very strong compression, which is 40 to 50. That is very much something that needs to be given out or prescribed with a doctor or with a medical professional. You don't just stick that level of compression on your body. There's going to be a massive impact. And so it's great when your body needs that level of support. It's not going to be great for you if it's not necessary. And this isn't one you find very commonly, but just in case you should. Yeah, know. I was just going to say, you're not really going to find this at 
your no. average store. Most companies that are offering compression socks are going to give you the 15 to 20 or the 8 to 15, the 20 to 30 or the 30 to 40. Now, when you're building your compression sock toolbox, I actually say you should have a couple different levels because depending on your health, like we deal with so many people with chronic health conditions, you can have really good days where that late 8 to 15 is all your body needs or your regular daily rhythm, that's all your body needs. But then you have really long travel or a really huge walking day. And then you would need a little bit more support and having a 20 to 30 compression sock to put on would really help with your results and how well your leg feels supported. So I find there's usually a mix that's good to have. So I always used to think that compression socks only came in that really long, you know, you're pulling it up towards your knee sock. But the other day I noticed my first ankle compression socks. There are different types of compression socks as far as the style goes. Absolutely. And this is another important part of the conversation too, because most people still, when you would say, well, you could consider wearing a compression sock, they're going to think of a white or brown, very ugly polyester sock that their grandma wore. (laughs) Well, I mean, mine was ugly and brown. Yes, exactly. Not cute. And the thing is, people are looking for ways to support their bodies. There's so many companies now that have made compression socks functional and cute. I know you got me a really cute pair with dogs on them and I love them. Exactly. So they can be fun to wear, a little bit more expression of your personal style. It enhances the odds that you're actually going to put them on. It does because then they're cute. I especially find for anybody who has an office job, they have, you know, really nice argyle prints and business prints and the traditional black dress sock that you'd see most guys wearing. And a lot of things that just blend in with everyday life. So as far as the look of the sock, that's dramatically changing. But then there's also different types of the structure of the sock. And this is really important too. Because I have some people who, let's, they need compression socks. They have extremely sensitive toes. And then they put compression socks on and their toes are just in a world of hurt from being squeezed down at the, at the bottom. Even though they most compression socks to allow for more room at the toes, it's still not comfortable for them. Well, socks with toes are not the only option out there. You can get compression socks that are toeless. And I love this option because it just creates a lot more comfort the ability to spread out your toes in your shoe. And it's a huge game changer if that's an area that has been uncomfortable for you in the past. Also, they come in sleeves, which means they don't go down underneath your heel if you have a sensitive heel or you just don't need the ankle support. They go just right over the calf and they help with that mechanical pumping of the calf. You see a ton of athletes wearing these, people who are running. They don't want to slow down or change the function of the ankle joint, but they want some pumping support. And so they'll wear a sleeve. You can get ankle high socks if you're like always just swelling down in your feet or down in your ankle and you don't really have many problems up the leg. And then it just looks like a regular ankle high sock you're wearing with the tennis shoe. Knee highs are the most common. And that's because it gets everything up to the knee to move. But I just want to point out that if you are noticing swelling in your body, you haven't been prescribed one of these by a doctor yet, you might need to consider a thigh high if you are having a lot of pressure or a feeling of swelling behind the knee. So There are a lot of different options that hit your trouble points and give your body the best level of support that it needs. And I think the main message there is like these are really flexible. Just because you found one and it doesn't feel like it works doesn't mean that there's not a variation of a sock that can really, really support your body. 
Yeah, this isn't 20 years ago. I would say now there's so many more options to try and find something that you're going to be successful with, especially a lot of people have sensitive toes. So that is a major deterrent for wearing them consistently. And by having that option available now, I think that's a big game changer, along with all these different variations. And as you start to understand where your swelling points are, where do you need the most support, then knowing that there's different options available to you, I think it just makes it a lot more likely that you're going to use it because it also feels like it's been customized to you. Yes. One more area of customization that I want to mention that is a game changer, and it was for me specifically, is material types. Because, you know, initially there wasn't a lot of flexibility in what the sock was made of, but I'm sensitive to polyester and a lot of different... I think I need to rephrase this for the peoples. She is highly allergic to polyester. (laughs) Yeah, highly. One of the things with my health journey. And so with that in mind, then all of a sudden you're scouring, looking for something that's not going to irritate your body and create an allergic reaction. Today, it's so much easier. And for you, compression socks often have a kind of a bad rap for causing itching. Because if you have dry skin, which you are more likely to have if you have lower circulation down in the feet and in your skin, it's actually a warning sign that there's not as much nourishment and circulation there as would be desired or dehydration levels, but the compression sock is more likely to bother you and feel itchy. I also find that it's an allergy component where then you would want to look at what material the sock is made of and find a different one. Key ones I love to recommend are cotton, and there's also merino wool, which is amazing because it's also antibacterial. People are making compression socks out of alpaca, which is really cool as well. And then you're looking at things like nylon versus polyester versus other common materials. So that said, really take advantage of the fact that there's so many materials to choose from now and find the one that your skin and your body love wearing. Yeah, besides the comfort and the material used with the sock, what are other common reasons that you see for just the compression sock consistency is just out the window because, <laughs> right, we've got toes going on and now we know we can get toeless. We know the material can matter, right? And you could be itching, 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 depending on if the material is just not the right kind for you, but also because the compression could be too much. It's not what you need. But what other things do you commonly see that are signs that your socks are just a bad fit? Good question. And the first one would be the fit itself. So first of all, if the sock is too loose, you're not going to feel like you have those refreshed legs that are getting that compression support. If your socks slide down your legs, not it's not going to make you invested because you're not going to feel a difference. Yeah, I think this probably sounds like Compression socks don't do anything for me, so I don't wear them. Yes. Right. Because if you're wearing the inappropriate sock and the sock is not tight enough to move the fluid or really make a difference, the answer that's going to come out of your mouth is, these don't do anything. Why do I even bother to wear them? Yes. So the size is critical. And it's equally, we've already touched on it and alluded on it. It's equally critical when they're too tight. I have people who will have knee problems or the back of their knee will really hurt or their joints will hurt because the compression is too tight in that area. It's squeezing too tight for them. And so be aware of that. It should feel like it's absolutely possible to wear the sock and it shouldn't be a deterrent to wearing it when the size is correct. Now, one thing with the size is that when 
the socks um, start to get older, they will start to slide down easier. With compression socks, you have to replace them a little bit more to keep that nice tight fit because eventually the elastic starts to wear out. To go back to understanding that how they fit matters, because compression socks are made to fit a varying size, right? I'm, I'm short. So I was often pulling the socks up and they were hitting a very inappropriate spot behind my knee, which yeah. I only learned from you because it never occurred to me going thinking, okay, do I want it sitting here? I just put it on all the way how high it would go. Instead of thinking, how does should this sock fit my body and hit the limp appropriately? And so folding them over or making the comfort correct is a part of that, is understanding, okay, you bought the sock, but now you you need to look at how the sock is hitting your leg and where it's sitting because you you might need to fold it over or do something different with some of it to make it actually work appropriately for you. Yes. And you can check the size of the sock to see like how tall it is to see if it has a shot to work in your unique body. And this is a sticking point because you want the sock to end either below the knee, comfortably be below those tendons that are making the knee joint bend, or go all the way up above the knee, either above the knee to the thigh. So you're just missing putting pressure directly on the knee joint. In this area, another thing that will make it uncomfortable is actually the size of your calf. Because a lot of people, you have some people with skinny, skinny calves, and then it's sliding down because it's not tight enough to stay on. But then you have a lot of people where they're actually getting a circulatory cutoff in the calf because they're trying to wear an average sock when for whatever reason with their unique body size or their health conditions, they have a large calf. And there are many companies now that make wide calf compression socks. It's a game changer because then it's made to snugly hold up without cutting off your circulation. And it just makes it so much more comfortable. So what I'm taking away from your answer is that if your compression socks you currently own or are trying are not working for you between feeling like they're cutting something off where you're trying to move them because you feel like you're legitimately losing circulation in the body or if they're falling off or they have an ill fit or you just in general don't like them, that there are so many other options available and you should not stop at just one. But with that being said, have we covered all of the reasons for why a compression sock might not be working? Are there any other red flags that you commonly see that could be deterring someone from putting these on and utilizing them? Because they just don't know if this is how the experience is supposed to be versus not. Well, that's one final thing that I will say is you want to look for the word graduated because the way the body works, what they know is it's not ideal to actually have one rate of compression all the way through the whole sock because the way the body works is there's this tight compression down in the foot and at the ankle to get the blood to make the turn, get the lymph to make the turn to go up the ele elevator slash stairs, escalator, whatever you're taking to get up to the heart. And from there, it has to start to loosen up through the calf. So if you don't see the word graduated on the compression socks, they probably will end up feeling too tight or too constrictive because they don't match the natural 
release of compression that the body is expecting to feel. So so your legs are going to feel so much more alive and get all those benefits of compression socks if you just take the time to make sure you're buying something that's graduated. There's just all these ways to customize, and I can't emphasize it enough that you're not stuck with the first one you try. And if you're willing to experiment, you're going to find something that genuinely makes your legs feel so much better. Okay, so the exciting thing in the world of compression socks that I've taken away from this is there are so many options available now that it makes it much more likely that you are going to find the fit and the type that you need to bring compression socks into your life and have it happen consistently. Yes, it's so wonderful. And it's so exciting to see what all these different companies are coming out with. And I love seeing this trend everywhere too, because it's just bringing awareness to more people that they can utilize this tool to support their body and give it a hug. Because the final thing I'll say is that age old saying of an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that's the whole heartbeat of this podcast, preventative health. I have so many clients and people I love who are dealing with the struggle of a loss of circulation in the legs or all of these different conditions that we mentioned. And there is no downside to putting on a compression sock and supporting your body to try to stay ahead of some of that hard work and suffering that can come with letting these conditions progress. It takes you to a place that's it's a really difficult place to be. But the on the front side, just incorporating these into your life and starting to get a little bit more consistent about wearing them or planning for them when you're taking car trips or traveling or sitting for a long time knowing you're going to be doing a big work day and standing is not an option for you. It all adds up to just help protect the integrity of your legs, to boost the circulation of your body, to help your heart out, to just in general help your overall sense of well-being. And if you still aren't convinced, write me and I'll give you my full soapbox speech as to why I think this is such an amazing, simple thing you can do for your body. Yeah, I definitely, knowing what I know now, wish I had started wearing them sooner. Absolutely. Plus, it's such a small action that makes a big difference. And it's doable. It's so doable. And the impacts on your long-term health, you can't actually necessarily measure them. You can't. But it's definitely not causing any harm. And that's the thing with some of these things is you may never know what it did, but just understanding that it can be doing a lot can make a big difference. So my mission was to inspire you to find your compression socks somewhere in your house if they've gotten lost along the way or to consider investing in a pair. And I really hope we've achieved that because compression socks are just a simple way to change how you take care of yourself, to protect your future, and to give your body margin to heal. Around here, we are always so excited about the idea that if you start to approach health differently, you can watch it change. And compression socks are just a simple tool in your toolbox that can absolutely help do that. Thank you for joining us for today's episode on compression socks, something I truly believe in and love talking about. So with that in mind, if you have any questions that came up, you can absolutely email us or we have a way you can record questions right on the podcast page on our website and you can reach out and we'll see what we can do to answer your question. Also. This is such a simple tool 
if someone came to mind who you love, who you know is struggling with tired legs or swelling in their legs at the end of the day, or if someone's pregnant right now and you're not sure they're already wearing compression socks, whoever that person is who came to mind, reach out to them, share this podcast with them, and hopefully you'll inspire them to bring this simple tool into their wellness toolbox as well. Lastly, it would mean the world to us if you could help spread the word about this podcast and the information that it shares. It would help if you could write a five-star review or review that's authentic to you, or if you share it on social media so more people can find the show as well. It really helps us to continue to see and know that other people are finding this message and then continues to let other people find the podcast as well. Thank you so much for joining us today and happy compression sock wearing. 